Here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Hey everybody, welcome back to Middle of the Res Road. It's Morgan, Ricky, and Alyssa today. We're just going to give you a quick run through of some job opportunities um, and get into it. We have another, we're finishing up our final tribal election interview with Rob Abramowski, who is running for the secretary treasurer uh, at Fond du Lac Reservation. So that'll be, it was a good interview. It was fun. It was, yeah, it was definitely interesting. We actually, we weren't remote this time like we were last mm-hmm. for Naomi's interview. We were actually in the studio. It's just a pre-recorded interview that we did back in May. There's a section there that he said that Rob said that we were doing, uh, he was doing a meet and greet back in May. So oh, to avoid yeah, some yeah, confusion. So, keeping track with our last episode, we have another trivia question. That question is, is when did Native Americans get the right to vote? Since Fond du Lac election is on the 14th. voting season. So, Morgan, make sure you get out and vote since you are a Fond du Lac member. Yes, I will. Do your part. (laughs) I know, I can only vote for, obviously, the secretary treasurer position since I'm not Sawyer District. But I'm moving to Sawyer District, (laughs) but not in time. But yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, we'll give you Rob's interview, and then we will talk about some more employment opportunities for you and the answer to our trivia question. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today we have Rob Abramowski here who's running for Secretary Treasurer for Fond du Lac Reservation. Um, yeah, I guess, Morgan, if you want to start. Yeah. Um, so, Rob, what do you do right now for a career? Or um, <clears throat> Currently, I'm a business owner. Um, I own um, two construction companies, um, FDL Star Construction and FDL Pipeline Services. And... Currently, uh, just working on uh, the current year's kind of list of work that's coming up, and um, also running for office. So. Must be, yeah, he must be super busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no yeah. days off. <laughs> Are you still going to be running your businesses? Say, if you get elected, I'll still be running the businesses, but it, uh, if any of the um, work kind of conflicts with me sitting in office uh, as secretary treasurer, then. Uh, no, I won't be uh, doing any business, I guess, with the reservation uh, specifically. You know. So what kind of what kind of construction companies do you run that, that would conflict, I guess? I would. Um, well, it, it would mainly be contracts with the reservation directly. Uh, I mean, I've done road construction, uh, a lot of the different kind of civils, water lines, septics, uh, I ran uh, 
crushing operations when I worked for the reservation years oh, ago. Okay. Um, home building, you know, I basically, I got a pretty wide range of experience as far as, you know, construction goes. How long have you been in the construction side of things? Um, I think I started at age 19. I uh, went to heavy equipment school and I got hired directly out of the school before I even finished the technical college I was at. And uh, drove a dump truck for Fond du Lac Reservation on a couple projects they had in like the Brainerd area. And that was my start. So. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah. A lot of experience, I bet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did, you know, I never thought I'd be d- driving a dump truck at age 19, <laughs> you know, in the middle of Brainerd, Minnesota. Oh, that's um, where I'm where i used to live okay. actually yeah yeah we drove through deerwood or is it, i think the name of that town is deerwood we did a landfill capped a landfill and we did, did a couple boat landings out that way oh okay what made you run for secretary treasurer well the main reason is just you know years of watching uh, kind of the politics that happens within the mount you know within the reservation and um, me as a business owner um, you know, wanting more opportunity uh, to, to do work with the reservation and kind of being uh, uh, not given the opportunities that I should, I've, or at least that I felt that I should have, um, you know, by my own reservation. And kind of because of that, that's part of the main reason why I'm running, because I want to change the procurement policy um, in a way that gives preference to Native business owners not just con- not just in construction but in all aspects of business mm-hmm. and I really feel like uh, that door hasn't been open for people for a very long time and um, that's the main reason um, there are other reasons you know as well you know as far as uh, just wanting to change some of the policies you know um, as it regards to uh, um, housing you know employment kind of uh, I guess putting more protections in place for the band members through those policies. Is this your first time running? No, this will be my second time running. Um, I ran for chair back in 2012, I believe. I freely admit I wasn't ready back then. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely ready now. You know, I I feel confident in, you know, my ability to, to do a good job in there. And, you know, I really care about the people through my own experience, basically, uh, has given me a perspective on, you know, kind of the things I would like to see as a band member, you know, before I'm getting in there, you know. Those are the kind of opportunities I want to provide for others. Basically, future RBCs can't, you know, I guess blackball people or, you know, not give them the opportunity that that they should be getting. I did kind of want to go back to the, um, the part where you were talking about getting Native business owners more involved on the reservation. Would you consider advocating for startup for oh, natives to start their own businesses oh, absolutely and and you know there we could start with the procurement policy it's a purchasing policy that Fond du Lac has and um, basically what I would like to see is that it actually require the each division director to reach out to native business owners first and if they don't get the response that they need or or, or what have you then they can widen their circle beyond that. But it would actually be written and approved by the RBC in the policy itself. So it, there isn't like a question of, 
Because right now in the procurement policy, there's like a 10% uh, leeway, I guess, in bidding. You know, that's good, but it's, it's, that's just an option. And they don't always, I guess, uh, utilize that 10% option. Oh, and okay. I want to make it more as a requirement that they actually reach out to native contractors first and then widen their circle. So it, it wouldn't be an option. It would actually be a part of the policy. I like that. Yeah, yeah it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. How did you prepare to, like, mentally prepare to run for office? I know <laughs> with all your construct with both your construction companies being so busy, how do you just... So, I, you know... I guess I don't really know how I mentally prepared for it, just other than, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place because a lot of people that, you know, I feel like don't run because maybe they're afraid of their position at the RBC or, uh, you know, with the reservation, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or, you know, they're afraid to lose their house or their job or, you know, whatever. And me owning my own business and kind of, you know, being fairly successful, I'm in a unique position where, you know, I can say and do things that people, you know, who work for the reservation sometimes can't or they don't feel comfortable in saying because, you know, for fear of retaliation, basically. And, uh, you know, my preparation is just seeing over the years, you know, all of the other elections and how they go and, you know, just noticing and, and, you know, wanting and not understanding why things can't be more fair and, and, and people want to, you know, change things for the better. Um, I feel like the incumbents ha- kind of have an unfair advantage um, just because they can sometimes utilize banned funds, you know, uh, for special favors for people um, uh, to help them get reelected, you know, and... and there's a wide range of things that they can do, right? Like it, just like I mentioned before, in jobs and houses and you know other things, um, concert tickets. I mean, we've all you know, right? Or, or at least some of us have gotten tickets from our sitting RBC members, and I just don't think that's that they should be able to utilize banned funds, you know, for their own personal gain in getting reelected. What are some of the challenges you've faced? during this time of running? Um, you know, this it's, yeah, it really, I haven't really faced too many challenges, I guess, uh, you know, as far as running goes. Um, you know, I, f- I feel good in my position. I, you know, I, I really feel I have a good chance of winning. Um, a lot of people, you know, have reached out to me in support, and, and I really appreciate that. Um, I just... Uh, I feel comfortable, right? And, and, it, and it's kind of a good feeling because in the past when I ran before, it, was, it wasn't very comfortable. I, yeah, I wasn't ready, and I admit that. But, you know, I feel like I'm absolutely ready now. So. How do you juggle running two construction companies so and that's, running? you know, my businesses are going to kind of uh, um, take a back seat, right? They have to. And... Uh, you know, I plan on taking on a partner on, on one of my other businesses and only mainly running one of them, um, the FDL Star Construction. So they'll have to handle the day-to-day kind of stuff because, you know, I, I'll have to focus on, you know, being a secretary-treasurer. Right, so just kind of delegating more. and Yeah, yeah. And, and with a partner, right? That, right. That's who you'll just have to, you'll have to 
take that over. Mm-hmm. And the partner I'm thinking about partnering with is a you know he's a good guy and he's smart and I trust his judgment. So. Was there like an indefinite turning point where you knew you wanted to run for a secretary? Secretary Treasurer? I felt like, you know, and, and I looked at some of the other people that were like were thinking about running or I thought maybe I could encourage them to run, but I didn't know that if they were like quite ready yet because there, there are some young up-and-coming guys or people, uh, guys and gals, that that would really do a good job, right? And, um, but because they're in a different position than me, right? I'm kind of out of that crab bucket. No, I don't need the RBC for anything. So it, it gives me, a, I guess, an easier time than, you know, maybe, maybe some other people might struggle with, you know, fear of retaliation, basically. And they weren't, you know, maybe they're not strong enough at the time, but that's kind of the stuff I want to encourage when I get in there is, making these elections a little fairer, um, given the entire band member list to, you know, every candidate, so they all have the same list, ensuring that the list that the Minnesota Chippewa tribe has um, is the same or correct, at least, because I voted in, uh, just an example, I voted in Sawyer for the last three or four elections from Sawyer. I lived in Sawyer since 2014. But they still had me listed over in my old house on Blue Spruce in the Cloquet District. Oh. So that kind of gives you an idea that these lists aren't correct. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why they have an unfair advantage, right? Because they have access to the actual lists and, you know, and or may have, I guess. I don't know that for sure, but I'm, I'm assuming they have, you know, a different list than us. And. Those are the kind of things that I want to make sure are the same, right? So um, not only so people correctly vote in the right direct district, but also the candidates get a correct list of people that they can reach out to. Makes it a little fairer. Mm-hmm. Um, different things like um, on the general election board, according to the election ordinance, um, they won't get ballots until, I believe... 13th so this week I think yeah yeah so this week um but you can't before you couldn't it wasn't really unclear if you could request your ballot ahead of time and and reading through that election ordinance it also said that you can email in your request for ballot I'd never knew that before so I asked them what is the official email address for the so people can email in their request for ballot well they didn't want to give it to me the election chair didn't want to give it to me so um they finally did because it's no different than a post office right everybody knows the post office box so you know and uh, so you know absentee requests are coming in early but just not by email that to me i thought was wrong and they finally did give it out, and I, I added it to my uh, literature. To So if people want to make it easier, make their request a little quicker, they can just uh, fill out the absentee request, take a picture of it, and email it to the uh, that email address that was provided on, I, th- I think it's on the website, but also on my literature. So it just saves a little bit of time. Yeah, that's convenient. Makes it a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, some of the things I want to change is, 
So from the time of the, the general election, even before, I guess, it's finalized, or even maybe it could be after it's finalized, but people have the opportunity to actually, you know, have it, I guess, listed more clear in the policy that you can actually request your absentee early, that early. You know? Okay. And, and all you're doing is you're asking for a ballot. And that gives them more time rather than this kind of reduced time. You have about 30 days from the time, right, the 13th to the 14th, mm -hmm. basically. And giving them that extra month to request their ballot, you know, it, I guess gives people more of an opportunity to vote. Right. <clears throat> and uh, also to decide who they're going to vote for. And... You know, kind of absorb people's literature if they get if they received any. Um, um, you mentioned your literature. I'm assuming that's like your bro like a brochure. yeah brochures that I sent out. But you know, my, the list yep is so how you get on that list. From what I understand, is you check a little box saying you want to receive when you get your per cap payment. You check a little box mm -hmm. that says, um, "Do you want to receive literature?" Well, if you forget to check that box, you're not going to receive anything from any of the candidates. And I just think they should either change that question completely to if you do not want to receive something, right? Then, you, then if you forget to check it, you're going to receive uh, literature from the candidates. Mm -hmm. Or eliminate the box altogether and just make sure that uh, <clears throat> every candidate gets the entire list from every eligible voter. I think that would be the fairest way in my eyes. So if anybody who is listening right now wants to find your stuff, is there any way to find so, it? Um, they can go to my Facebook page. Um, I also... Is it on the FDL Res website at all? No. No? Okay. No, no not my... Th and that's another thing that's mm -hmm. right. That, that isn't allowed, right? They Same with kind of the newspaper thing. They're allowed to, to you know, have a, a column in there basically every month and where the candidates only get this one chance to, you know, whatever they have to say in so many characters uh, to the newspaper once, and that's just just prior to the election. So, okay. you know, not a lot of time there. And that's another thing that probably should be happening, you know, the month prior. Um, but, uh, you know, if anybody wants to friend me on Facebook or just re send me a message on Facebook, that's how uh, I typically communicate anyway. And... Uh, I thought about doing a different, you know, a separate Facebook page, but I'm like, you know what, you know, I'm not going to do that. If somebody wants to get a hold of me, get a hold of me. I'll be posting something later today just kind of explaining the, the process, how to email in their absentee request. I'll also post an actual copy of the absentee request and then also my literature, which will have a QR code on it. If you scan that code, it'll take you to a file, and all of that same stuff will be in there. Um, Nice. I think I did. I did get your letter. Yeah. I did see the <laughs> yeah. card. I'm like, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. So what other form of advertising have you done? So I did take out an ad in the Circle newspaper. Um, okay. That also has the QR code on it. Uh, it'll take you to that same file. Um, I've been down to Minneapolis a couple times. I'll be going again uh, this week, uh, visit some of the people down there. And mainly just word of mouth and Facebook's probably the biggest thing, you know, where I get my message out and, you know, a lot of people listen to me on there. So uh, I'm grateful that I actually use that because 
I think it kind of offsets the advantage of the incumbent. And uh, because I can speak to, you know, five, six hundred people, you know, each time. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously doing this interview, too, probably it helps. You know, it's going to help me a lot, too. So Yeah, that was going to be my yeah. you know, next question <laughs> is if you had a lot of success on Facebook, reaching out to, like, constituents <coughs> or anyone else. Um, this whole month's going to be a big month for me. So that's when I really planned on, like, actually reaching out to people. I haven't done a lot of it. Um you know, up to date, but, you know, I've, uh, uh, the list they did give, I had somebody working and helping me with uh, finding phone numbers. There's different ways to look up phone numbers on there, and I thought, well, rather than kind of cold knocking on people's doors, you know, I think it's a little easier, right, to, to maybe give them a phone call and, uh, and see if they're interested in, uh, in talking with me or Facebook as well. So, yeah, I plan on reaching out more within this last month, I guess, leading up to the election. I know you've listed a lot of issues you'd like to fix um, if you take your position as secre secretary treasurer, but is there something <laughs> you'd like to to really focus on when you first get in? Um, I would have to say that procurement policy is probably the biggest thing for me because that's going to provide so many opportunities for people. It's... And all it really takes, I feel like, is just that one door to open for people and let them walk through it. And I'm not saying special favors or anything like that. I'm saying a fair mm -hmm. process, open and honest. You know, get that change first. Term limits is a big thing for me, too. I feel like, uh, you know, some of you know, the RBC, I guess other people should be given the opportunity to, uh, you know, run for office if that's what they want to do, right? And there's a lot of really good people in Fond du Lac that <clears throat> I think would do a great job in there. Uh, and uh, But it, it's hard to do, right, because a lot of times they're working there already. You know, they're afraid to lose their jobs or whatever, you know, some type of retaliation. And those are the kind of things that I really, you know, also would like to change. Uh, they have a code of ethics, but if you read it, in there it says uh you know obviously there's certain things that the rbc can and can't do and but if you read it at the end it just says they are just on just like every policy it says the rbc can change it at any time so um i actually want to add some things to those type of policies that put protections in place for the people not just the rbc i, I really feel like sometimes you know, the RBCs utilize sovereignty only against our own people sometimes. One example is per cap payments. So if you, let's say you, you owe a bill for, or you buy some gravel from a fond like sand and gravel, and they bring you this dirt, but it wasn't the right dirt. Or they drop it off and they say, well, here it is. Because you're a band member, you just say, well, I don't want to pay this. Well, eventually they can just take your per cap. With no court case, no litigation, no, just, nope, we're taking it. We don't care whether you have an issue with, you know, that dirt or not. Um, it, it's our decision, and we're making it, and too bad. Now, for a non-native, if he decides not to pay, what happens? Absolutely nothing. They don't take their money. They don't take them to court. They don't do anything. But as a band member, because I get a per cap, which isn't their money, it's my money. And uh, 
I, they, I don't feel like they should decide unless a court or something right decides for them that you know whatever they're deciding to take is right so non-band members like you said if they don't pay nothing what what are they going to do to them mm-hmm. that's, right. that's good to know i'm gonna have to just yeah, I'm gonna have to go buy something yeah. now. I'm changing that when I get in there, so just, just so you know. Uh, there's one question I did want to ask. Um, was I know that giving um, native-owned business the first priority of whatever it may be, services, products, whatever. But do you have any other plans for jobs or better economic development? So one thing I do want to mention, though, mainly. I, I think by giving the opportunities for native-owned businesses, that's going to create many, many, many jobs. And I had requested before um, kind of what we spend in goods and services. They didn't give me the right number. They gave me a, a really small number, and I knew it wasn't right. I would have to guess because I'd seen it before. It was a, probably a right around $25 million a year. So if, if that is the case, right, there's some huge opportunities for uh, native-owned businesses um, if we decide to do business with ourselves, right, and support native-owned businesses um, first. And uh, that, if that starts to happen, right, and we encourage each other, I think, uh, you know, we wouldn't be worried about jobs creating jobs. They're going to create themselves. Even if the native owner is only hiring their family, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay because it. what it does is it takes the politics out of it too because RBC isn't dictating who gets hired, right? This is your own company. You should be able to do that for yourself. The other thing is, you know, working through tarot as well. I think uh, tarot, if we pressed it more, you know, some of these businesses that, you know, like Minnesota Power and, some of the other kind of major companies that do work here, but we're not requiring them to hire anybody through tarot, I think is absolutely wrong. I mean, there's, there's, there's a pump house out on, you know, not only Enbridge, but uh, Northern Natural Gas and a few other utility companies that should be hiring band members, uh, whether it's, you know, Minnesota Power or uh, uh, Lake Country Power, yep. I think is the other place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's like just several of them. Uh, waste management. They do business and stuff, but we're not requiring them to hire anybody. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month in in garbage service over there, you know. And really, that to me should also be something, right? That we're reaching out to native companies for. We need to stop holding ourselves back, right? And and actually encourage each other to move forward and you know uh, give those opportunities. Mm-hmm. The the thing that's kind of hard for me is I have to run to change it. Because those are the opportunities I wanted. So I can't, I guess, reap the benefits of those opportunities and tell them out of office, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but great for everyone else. And, you know, I hope it's, you know, works for a lot of people. You know, if they really do have a good idea, and especially if I get in there, it's, there's going to be a, a lot of chances for success, I guess. And that, because that's what I'm going to encourage. I like it. Yeah. There's lots of good opportunity for native businesses to Absolutely start. Absolutely, there and there's is. There's already a ton out there. Yep. And if you kind of see, right, not a lot doing business with the reservation, and mm-hmm. that, that needs to change. We need to, like, 
stop holding each other back because that's what we've done up to this date. So. Yeah, that kind of brings me into my my next question, which would probably be, where do you see Fond du Lac in you know, the next five to ten years or so? So uh, hopefully we start to di- diversify rather than just relying only on the casino because through the pandemic kind of showed our weaknesses, right? Um, they wouldn't have got into the agreement with Enbridge I feel like we would have been in some pretty deep trouble luckily it worked out and luckily we're we're strong now and but I think you know that should have been a wake-up call basically to start to really diversify on what we uh, need to do I think uh, we need to take advantage of our relationship with the federal government and start you know maybe developing some businesses through that. Uh, I mean, years ago, they used to make mailboxes here. They'd weld them up, and those were all government contracts. And I I think we really need to take a hard look at that and actually take advantage of of what's there in front of us. I think, you know, we need to, like, stop just kind of just going through the motions but actually do some work to diversify what we're doing, you know, because all our eggs are in one basket right now. Yeah, kind of diversify it, travel economies. Yep. And, you know, there's huge opportunities there for us, and we're just not taking advantage of it, I feel. Um, do you have any upcoming events or anything any, you'd want anyone to know about? Um, yeah, I'll be down at uh, Native Grounds in, the, in Minneapolis uh, on May 21st. Uh, just kind of a meet and greet down there. I reserve the place. Uh, I'll be uh, buying everybody, all the band members down there, uh, Native Tacos, if interested Yum. in coming down <laughs> cool. <laughs> he really makes a good uh, native taco so so yeah. can, is, would it be kind of like a forum can people come up to you and ask questions yeah so it'll, it's just a small coffee shop I'll, you know if it's not raining I'll, I'll have a little uh, table or something set up outside so people can talk to me or, or I'll be inside uh, it's not a really big area but yeah just gives them I guess people down in the cities especially uh, I guess a chance to meet meet me or if they have any questions for me that would be the perfect time for it i like how you're going way down to the cities i feel like yeah. a lot of them get forgotten well, around I, election I f- well and that's the thing too is uh i was kind of shocked on we could be doing more down there we could be really doing a lot there's a lot of homeless uh, band members down there and you know people with assistance and you know some of this covid money you know maybe could have went down there you know i guess i don't know all the rules that came along with that that funding but I'd heard we sent some of it back and that to me is a unacceptable and uh, you know whether we got to put an alarm on it or whatever on a spreadsheet to make sure that we're not uh, letting this stuff go back because we didn't spend it fast enough we just got to figure out ways I guess to reach out to more than just you know the people on res here but also the people down there as well because that really could have helped them I mean well thanks for coming on and Sure. Thanks for having me. It's nice to get to know you better. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Good luck with the upcoming election. Thank you. All right, guys. And that was Rob's interview. What did you guys think? I thought it was. That was good. Me too. Yeah. He was. He's very thorough. Yeah. He's all business. Straight to the point. Lots of good points. They all had great. They brought up great topics, I thought. He had some really good ideas, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah great for the community yeah i'm curious to see what next week what next week will bring for fond du lac reservation 
yeah, with the elections mm-hmm. being finalized and everything. And voting is on the 14th if you guys haven't. Yeah. Put and that I know, on your calendars. And I know I remember Naomi saying that they were going to provide transportation. So if well, you don't, maybe just nice. reach out to the candidates. Right. So, and may, does FTL Transit do, I want to say they do free rides on election day. I have no idea. I'm not from here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, worth, to, worth looking into if you don't have a ride. What an awesome experience interviewing all of our mm-hmm. candidates that did participate in the interviews. It was, I had fun. What did you guys think? Yeah, it was fun meeting them, especially I haven't met Naomi or Raf before. Me either. Yeah. I think it was a good way to get their message out there rather than, I mean, Facebook is great too, but just another outlet. Right. Yeah. More more exposure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And speaking of exposure, I think you have something for us now. We have another job opportunity. Uh, this is in Malax. It's a recruiting for laborers for an upcoming project. Um, uh, we posted it on our Facebook page, so check that out. It has all the information, their number. And you may have to fill out an application for uh, tarot job, tarot job skills. Is that what it says? Yeah, it says if you do not have a current tarot job skills application on file, you'll simply need to complete a new application and submit it to tarot office, along with a copy of your travel ID. So okay. if anyone's looking for a career change or yeah. a great opportunity, make sure you check it out. Seriously, that's great. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Facebook, though, I just want to bring to light, we're doing our gas card giveaway. Mm, So if you haven't already, go check out our Facebook. And we did a little bingo game, which is, it's like super easy to get a bingo. But just comment bingo and... You know we all love bingo. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Love bingo. So tell your aunties, grandma, to go like us on Facebook and do it. It'll be a $50 gas card. But it ends tomorrow at midnight, Friday. The 10th. And I know, I, know I, I would love to enter. Me too. <laughs> Need that Who gas money. Yes. Who doesn't want a gas card? <laughs> All right, Ricky. So we need the answer. Drum roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Native Americans got the right to vote in 1924. According to the Library of Congress, the Snyder Act of 1924 admitted Native Americans born in the U.S. to full U.S. citizenship. Which, it's crazy because it's less than 100 years. Yeah, we became, you would... We've been here thousands right. of years and technically... It's sad. Less than 100 years. But yeah, so that's when we got the right to vote. So with that being said, that wraps up our tribal politics. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Same time, Thursday as always. And now we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So yes. make sure you check us out there. That's huge. And from all of us hey at Middle of the Res Road, hi, see you next time. Hi. See ya. We hi, hi, we hi.